more to the Christian life than going to church and reading your Bible. If you've ever wondered just how involved God is in your everyday life, then you come to the right place. Join me, Pastor Tom Marsis and Vicar Jason Com, as we take an in-depth look at applying the scriptures to our daily lives through the Ten Commandments, baptism, the Lord's Prayer, and more. Welcome to Living the Faith. Welcome back to our Living the Faith podcast. We're so glad that you are with us for this special interview episode. My name is Vicar Jason Com, and I am joined by... And we're glad that you are with us today, Stephanie. Um, if you've tuned into this episode already, you've heard a little bit about Pastor Marcus and Deaconess Kelly talking back and forth, and now we're going to talk to Deaconess Stephanie. So first, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What is your story? My story is an interesting one. Um, so originally, when I was going to undergrad, so um, I started at Concordia St. Paul in the DCE program, which is Director of Christian Education program, um, which is has similarities to Deaconess, but are, is, is different. Um, and I had gotten chosen to go on the Marie Okio scholarship trip to Kenya, um, which is a partnership between North Dakota District and Minnesota North. And at the time, I was a resident of Minnesota North District. And so I went on behalf of that trip and went to Kenya um, with Pastor Rick, who actually is uh, the chaplain at the ranch. And chances are you'll hear from him in a little bit. Exactly. But I went on that trip and I was going in. And at the time, I was at Concordia St. Paul, but I was transferring to Concordia, Nebraska. And I went on this trip. I was really excited. I had always been interested in mission work and in international work, um, but I hadn't ever been out of the U.S. So it was a completely different um, experience for me. And I went over there and I was talking to Shara Cunningham, who serves as a missionary over there. And then I was like, yeah, I'm really interested in church work. We had a DCE come to my church when I was in high school um, and middle school. We had two of them. And one of them happened to be a female. So I was like, wait a second. Females can be church workers? Whoa, really? What? (laughs) Um, And so I was like, okay, I really want to work in the church. Like I did not see myself doing anything else. But I was like, yeah, I really want to work with people and get to sit with them one-on-one and get to tell them about Jesus, which is an amazing part of being a deaconess. Um, but she was like, uh, Stephanie, I think you're more in line with a deaconess. Not that DCEs can't do that, but you may want to look into the deaconess program. Have you ever heard of it? And I was like, no. What's a deaconess? I was very confused. I had never heard this word before. Um, but I was like, okay, I'll go and look, I guess, when I get back to the States, because again, I was in Kenya. So I had to go to Africa to hear about the Deaconess program. Wow. And so I came back and I did some research and I ended up, when I started at Concordia, Nebraska, I had my DCE advisor and I was like, look, I went on this trip over the summer, (laughs) the word Deaconess came up. Can I talk to you about it? Do you know what I'm talking about? And he's like, yeah, I know what a deaconess is. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I like should be a DCE or should it be deaconess? Because at that time I was still trying to wrestle with where I felt like God was pulling me. 
And he was like, well, what do you want to do? Like, if you could say what your dream job is, what would it be? Not that that's what you're going to get, but what could it be? And at the time, it was to work in a residential treatment center with kids and get to talk to them about Jesus, which full circle, like I'm doing that now. Yeah. What better place to do that than the Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he was like, yeah, no, that's like, like you can do that as a DCE, but like Deaconess is more up your alley. You should go talk to this other professor. And so I went and talked to the um, advisor for the pre-Deaconess program at Concordia, Nebraska. And during this time, I was also a psychology major. And I was walking past the um, CTSFW, so Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne table, because they were there to see if anybody wanted to be pastors or deaconesses. And I was planning on telling my psychology advisor, hey, by the way, I'm switching the like secondary thing I have from DCE to deaconess, just so you know. Um, but I hadn't gotten to that point yet. And my psychology advisor looks at me. He's like, have you ever thought about being a deaconess? I think you'd be really good at it. <laughs> and I was like, well, actually, that's have why I? we're having a conversation. <laughs> he's like, oh, OK. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a full circle like story of how I came to deaconess. And definitely God was there. And let me tell you, if you ever say you're not going to do something, like I'm, I said, I was never going to be a deaconess. And well, obviously I am now. So be careful what you say. If God has a plan for you in mind, Mm -hmm. he's going to make it happen. He's going to find a way to make it happen. And so for you, you already were planning on working in the church as DCE, as a director of Christian education. Mm -hmm. But then this one amazing trip to Kenya, you know, he plants a little word deaconess as a seed in your mind. Mm -hmm. And then now this is what you're doing full time. Mm -hmm. How awesome is that? And so God is endlessly creative with how he gets us to do his will and to fulfill the callings that he has us. 100%. And he puts the things in place that you need Mm -hmm. to get to that point. Exactly when and where you -hmm. need to hear them, even out of the country. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing. That is, I'm sure there is so much more to that story, but we have, we do have a lot more to get through. Mm -hmm. And so we should probably uh, move on to our next question. So we've thrown around this word deaconess a lot already. Uh, Deaconess Stephanie, could you describe to us what exactly is a deaconess and what kind of work do they do in the church? That's a really good question. Um, So I'm going to really quick read the definition that the LCMS has out, Sure. um, which is LCMS deaconesses are women who are professional church workers trained to share the gospel of Jesus Christ through a ministry of works of mercy, spiritual care, and teaching the Christian faith. So how we do that is different depending on what we're working, what context we're working in. And so some could be at a congregation um, doing youth ministry or family ministry or women's ministry um, or assisting like with ladies aid or um, altar guild, things like that. Um, Others could be in institutions like Deaconess Kelly or myself. Um, The ranch is a recognized service organization of the LCMS. And so we work in an institution, other institutions where a deaconess might be is like a nursing home Um, or a, Lutherans for life, um, things like that. And the work you do there could look completely different um, depending on what you're called to do. Um, And then the last place is on the mission field. And so um, I've actually had experience a little bit with two different kinds. So my internship was in Puerto Rico. Um, I worked 
um, through the Office of International Mission um, as a part of the Puerto Rico team. I was in Ponce. Um, that internship was completely different than what I originally thought it was going to be going in. Um, during my time is when COVID happened. Oh, yeah. During my internship. Um, so getting used to that context. But prior to COVID happening in 2020, Puerto Rico had some massive earthquakes mm -hmm. and we had them for quite a few months. And so not only were we dealing with the, the stress and everything that COVID brought, but we were dealing with the stress that some people lost their homes and lost their place of living prior to COVID hitting because of the earthquakes. And so we provided um, services at the refugios at these different places and we worked with different government officials to try and provide this service and brought coffee and water and different insure, um, which is like a, a nutritional drink um, to help the people at the refugios um, and be with them to help um, care for them during that time and then transition to the other things. And then I also taught Sunday school um, a little bit. And then I led a women's Bible study on the women of the Bible. And I chose, I think it was eight women. Um, the last one being Phoebe, who's actually the first deaconess or what we consider the first deaconess in the Bible. Yeah. And so it was a completely different experience, but things that happened on the internship prepared me for my work that I do now at the ranch. And so you did all of that in just one year, right? It was, was two that a, years. It was a two-year-long internship. Yep. But still, that that is a that is a jam-packed internship 100%. in a really unique environment. Mm -hmm. and with a different language. With a different language, that too. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. And so it sounds like deaconesses can serve in all sorts of different ways. Like there is no mm -hmm. one-size-fits-all. Um, you all are sent out in... Of many different contexts to yep. serve and to share the word of God with people. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's definitely the gifts that that deaconess has is what they bring to that call. And so it could be different between calls that are similar at the same institution. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we are so blessed that we have so many deaconesses in our church synod. And to those who are listening, you might not even be aware of just all the different work that they do uh, to spread the gospel all around the country and all around the world as well. Mm -hmm. And so we hope this has given you a better picture as to uh, the church is filled with so many more workers than just pastors. I mean, it can't be just pastors. We can't do it all. Uh, we need people like DCEs and teachers and deaconesses, anyone that we can get to exactly. serve the mission of Jesus here on this earth because the world's a big place. It is. Yes. Okay. And so even though you've been been all around in these different parts of the world, you have ended up here in North Dakota, uh, in Fargo, specifically mm -hmm. at the Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch. And so probably many members of our church are aware of Zion's own partnership with the campus here in Bismarck mm -hmm. and, and what, what the vicars do and what Pastor Marcus does with the ranch. But why don't you tell us what is a normal week? And I say that with air quotations. <laughs> they can't see this. They can't see me doing this. But what does a quote unquote normal week at the ranch look like for you? I was going to say there's nothing normal about a week at the ranch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but the consistent things are um, I help to lead the groups um, that we have once a week. Um, so we have spiritual life and 
life or moral development, whatever you would like to call it, um, for each of our residents um, at the ranch. And that I kind of explain it like it's sort of like a Bible study um, is the setup of that group. Um, and so that is one thing that I do that's scheduled and doesn't change. And then I also coordinate chapels. Um, and we have chapel every Thursday at 430. It's the same across the campuses. Mm -hmm. um, that's like one consistent thing we wanted to make sure we had was a, a chapel at the same time. So we're all worshiping God together at the same time on all three of our campuses. So I help to coordinate that. And I am, invite local pastors to come in and uh, lead chapel for our kiddos. Um, and that's always fun, especially when we have a couple of pastors who come in that play guitar and it's always fun when they're like, so when's the grandpa pastor coming back with the guitar? <laughs> yeah. Because um, we have one pretty consistent pastor who comes in and he plays the guitar and mm -hmm. he's old enough to be their grandpa and th they call him grandpa pastor. Grandpa pastor. Um, and then I also attend what we call a core um, team meeting. It's where all of our treatment areas get together and have a conversation about how to continue to serve the kids who are in our care. Um, it could be about, okay, let's try this plan for making sure that they're safe in their living area or at school. Um, just using all of our different viewpoints and trying to make sure that these kids are receiving the best care that they can have um, while they're in our care. And we track their personal, their development goals and how the, yes. how they're dealing with coping skills and how they're reacting to situations and how they're growing. I know that we mm -hmm. do that at the Bismarck campus, but it sounds like you all do that at Fargo as well. Yes, we do. Um, and it, we also have made a point at the Fargo campus to make sure that all of our different departments are communicating. Um, uh, I'm thinking of one instance where I've had conversations with our therapists about guilt and shame and looking at it from the Christian perspective um, and how that might be different from someone who doesn't believe mm -hmm. um, and how with that guilt and that shame, we have the forgiveness of Christ, um, which is like the best part of getting to share that with the kids is making them realize God's forgiven you and he loves you and he cares for you and you are important. He sent his son to die on the cross for you. Even if you were the only person who needed it, you're not, but <laughs> even if he would have sent his son cause he loves and cares for you. Church workers have a very unique and blessed job because we get to be about eternal things mm -hmm. every day. And often I have to remind myself, like, hey, we get to plant seeds with these kids, and we're not going to know when the Word is going to work in them. We're not going to know how the Holy Spirit is going to mm -hmm. take these things that we talk about and the words that we read and focus on and how He'll use them for their benefit and grow their faith. Mm -hmm. But according to His own timing and will, mm -hmm. that's going to happen. And this is stuff that lasts forever, I mean, for, for all of eternity. And it's very humbling. It is. Yeah. And it's a it's a great pleasure to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you do get to see like the shift in their thinking and um, their desire to learn more about God. Um, I can think of one kid right now who the first time I met them swore at me and told me to give my Jesus stuff away. <laughs> she wanted nothing to do with it. Classic. Um, 
a couple of weeks before she discharged, we got to baptize her. Oh, wow. Um, I had a pastor come in. They had met with her and she was baptized. And so I got to see the transition of where her mind started to shift in her, her thinking and realizing that there was a God who loved her and that there was a God who forgave her and that even though some of this bad stuff has happened to her in her life, there are people who love and care for her and don't want that for her. Mm-hmm. Including the God of the universe who exactly. sent his son to die for each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that has got to be just the best part of of the job is, is yeah. seeing that change in people, how the Holy Spirit works to bring people to faith. Mm-hmm. And, and to see someone that was so opposed to Jesus finally realizing, I, I do want to be baptized. Mm-hmm. And, and I do believe that Jesus, that all of his promises are true, that he did all this for me. Uh, there's, that's the best part of, of any church worker's job and the dream oh, yeah. and the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's so amazing about the ranch is that we get a front row seat to that mm-hmm. often. Um, you know, doesn't that's not the standard that, that we expect that to happen every single week. No. It takes, it takes patience, a lot of patience and time yep. uh, and continued relationship building with these kids. Well, and that, was, that, that individual I'm talking about, that was six months yeah. of conversation, building a relationship and making sure they knew I was a safe person to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like it's interesting and, and cool. And I'm just blessed to have the ability to be a part of that. Absolutely. And to have God use me in the way that he uses me in this ministry and in kingdom work in general. And, and I just, I love it. Yeah. Um, other things I do throughout the week is I assist in school. Um, so if a, a parent needs to go on a break, um, cause we have a school connected to the ranch for those who may not know, um, it's fully accredited. And so I sometimes sit in and I'm like, if they just need an extra staff person, or maybe there's a kid who just needs to go on a break and sometimes they just need to move for a second. And so I take them on a break um, and then I bring them back. Other times I help staff on the floor who might just, they need someone because they really need to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Um, And so I'll stay and help with that. Um, I do a staff Bible study with our staff which has been amazing. And I've had really great conversations with our staff. And one thing I always tell our staff there is I'm I'm there for the kids, yes, but I'm also there for them. Um, And that God loves them too. (laughs) Um, And so it's just the role that I I do at the the ranch is so different every week. I don't know what's going to happen. I just am like, I'm going to buckle up and... We'll see what happens. And <laughs> see where see where this train is going. I trust yeah. God knows what he's doing and will lead me where I need to go and help me through some of the, the difficult things. Because there are times where it's difficult, but there there are times where it's rewarding as well. And Absolutely. And at the end of the day it's all rewarding. And and it makes it all worth it, especially if again to see yep. to see someone change from wanting nothing to do with Jesus. To eventually, hey, being curious, starting to ask questions, you know, what does this mean? What does that mean? And then if that all culminates with the baptism, that's mm-hmm. just awesome. That's that's why. That's why we're doing this. Um, as we're we're following one of the last commands of Jesus, go and make disciples 
of all nations baptize and baptize them in the name mm-hmm. of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That yeah. was my confirmation verse. Was it really? It was. So, so you get to live out your confirmation verse with your job. Yep. That is so cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so we've, we've been talking about church work a lot. And so one last question for you, Deacon and Stephanie, before mm-hmm. we let you go. If anybody listening is considering going into church work of any kind, be mm-hmm. it be it a teacher or a deaconess or a DCE or a pastor, whatever it may be, if someone's thinking about church work, what kind of encouragement or advice would you give to such a person? Well, like I said earlier, if you say you're never going to do something, you'll probably end up doing it. <laughs> Watch what you say. Because <laughs> I know you said you said you would never be a pastor and you're a victim That's now. right. That, that did happen to and me. And I said I would never be a deaconess and I'm a deaconess. Um, <laughs> so be careful what you say. Um, but if church work is something you want to do, whether that's being a pastor or a DCE or a deaconess, pray about it first and foremost. Ask God to tell you in your heart, what the path you should take. Talk to people. If you want to be a deaconess, reach out to some deaconesses and ask them questions. Reach out to um, either seminary or um, I think Concordia Chicago also does an undergrad. Yeah, you can, you can go through a deaconess program in your undergraduate degree and mm-hmm. come out as a fully certified deaconess. I have several friends that have gone through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that was Concordia Chicago that does it. Yep, Concordia yep. Chicago, CUC. Yep. I was like, I want to make sure I'm getting the right Concordia there. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of them. There are. Um, But talk to someone who is doing that. And then also, like one thing I did that helped me distinguish between DCE and and Deaconess, not only with me talking to my advisors, um, but I also did like a a list of this is what I want to do. If I could choose what I'm going to do, like as a church worker— this is what I would love to do. And then figure out what is going to be the closest thing to that and that's going to help you. Um, for example, if you're really into music, you could go more uh, DCE or I think there's director of parish music. I'm not sure if that's still a That sounds right to me. There are definitely um, music positions out there, even if we're not thinking of the right name of them. Exactly. Um, and then from there, just continue to pray about it and and you will know if it's the path that you should go. You will know with beyond a shadow of a doubt. If you can see yourself in some other job or placement, then go do that. But if you can't and you can only picture yourself doing church work, then do that. Mm-hmm. Now that church work might be different. Like you might be, I'm going to do DCE until you hear about a deaconess. And, oh, okay, never mind. I'm going to be a deaconess. (laughs) Um, But just trust the people around you. Trust God um, and and pray about it. And you'll figure out where you're supposed to be. And things will fall into place. Yeah. God has a knack for making all things, even in our own lives, work together for good and his will and his purposes. Mm -hmm. And so, again, if he's got a plan for you, He's going to make it happen. He knows what it's going to take. And uh, God is way more patient than any of us are. Mm -hmm. And so it may take years of working at you before Mm -hmm. you figure out, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, and that trip to Kenya was in 2013. And I received my call to the ranch in 2021. Yeah. Several years later. And that was the connection. But because I already knew Pastor Rick and, 
And that's where that started. And it's just God puts things in your path that help to prepare you for what he has for you. Mm-hmm. Whether that's being a pastor or being a deaconess or a DCE, um, you'll know where you're supposed to be. Yeah, very well said. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We're glad that you were able to take some time out of your busy schedule and tell us about yourself, about your story, and about the joys of being a church worker. I think we're going to have Chaplain Rick Jones, the mm-hmm. the president of Spiritual Life across the three campuses. He's going to come on the show next, and so we will transition to that. Uh, but God's richest blessings on the rest of your day. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for joining us on our Living the Faith podcast this week. This podcast is a ministry of Zion Lutheran Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. To contact us, learn more, or for more resources on our journey this year, please visit zionbismarck.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast was made possible by a grant from Lutheran Church Extension Fund. We thank them for their support. Please join me in prayer as we begin our new week. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time as we continue learning how God's truth in the scriptures applies to our daily life. God bless your reading this week.